Welcome to Nostalgitron, the podcast equivalent of a stray cat which approaches you and it looks safe, so you give it a stroke. <laughs> Elaborate. Well, that's how we roll. Hey, welcome back. This is episode three of Nostalgitron. Uh, I actually got the name of the podcast right this time. I think I called it Nostalgia Cast last week, which is... Uh, which was taken. Yep. <laughs> which is taken, yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Plan. What this podcast could have been told. It was the equivalent of finding out that your mum or dad were going to give you a different name. Yes. But it was uh, not appropriate for the gender that you were. But anyway, you know, Nostalgia Tron. A Nostalgia Tron. So uh, I'm Mike. I'm going to be hosting again this week. I'm Owen, and I'll be co-hosting again this week. So this week we're going to be talking about clothes, I guess clothes from our, from our childhood. Um, most, if not all, of the, the tales that I'm going to be telling are very embarrassing. It makes me cringe thinking about nearly every single item of clothing on this list that I've written down in my notes. Interestingly, I don't think clothes really played a, a significant part of my childhood because I found it very difficult to find any specific memories of outfits that I wore or brands that I was specifically loyal to I think I was definitely on the shoe fair end of the the uh, clothing spectrum I don't think it played an important part of my life as, the as shoe fair mostly <laughs> mostly function as opposed to style which actually probably doesn't matter given some of the fashion faux pas during the times that we're talking about. I think that's all right, though. Like, if you're thinking back on it and you're, you haven't got, like, a deep sense of shame like I have, then you've probably done it well. I have, I mean, of course, there's clothes I used to wear that I definitely wouldn't be wearing right now. <laughs> Are there any clothes that you would have worn when you were a kid that you would wear now? That was one of my questions to you. But, yeah, that's a good question. So I was kind of thinking that, it would be pretty retro cool to rock a global hypercolor t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're, that's, that's all right. I think they're quite in, actually. Well, maybe not. I, I they, wouldn't know. But... Are they still available? Yes. Again, this is, so. uh, this is... I realise I've most done most of my clothes shopping at C&A, which I believe is still a thing even here in Barcelona, actually. Yeah, that's weird, right? Because I, I thought they went a long, long time ago. And then when I moved to Spain, I started seeing them pop up over here. So C&A does exist still. What does CNA stand for? I always used to think it was children and adults. I thought it was like Charles and Albert. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought it was named after like the royal, Charles and the, Albert? Royal, the royal family or something. I don't know. I thought it was like named after the royal's fam- royal family. I don't know why. Charles and Albert. And their logo is weird because it looks like a kind of rub. It looks like a, a wax stamp, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Think. And I yeah. think that's where they... But yeah, I, I, um, I don't know where it's from. I also, I believe, got most of my clothes from CNA, weirdly. They were kind of a big deal. Yeah. That's where I definitely got my global hypercolors from. They used to be great, those global hypercolors. Oh, so they had like, they had branded stuff there as well. It wasn't just their own brand stuff there. Yeah, well, I think they had their own brand and other brands, like all department stores, really. Uh, my parents never looked on that then because I always had the, <laughs> the CNA branded clothes, I think. Well, do you know why CNA was called CNA? He's frantically Googled silently in the background. You found it, yeah. The company was founded in Sneak, which is apparently a town, I'm guessing, 
uh, in Holland by brothers Clemens and August. Oh, really? Breckenmeer. Breckenmeer in 1841 as a Dutch textile company. So we were both really wrong. I can't believe it's not children and adults. I can't believe it's not Charles and Albert. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't know. I think mine makes more sense. At least mine's named after people, whereas yours is just a factual <laughs> a factual piece. But anyway, yeah, no, my Global Hypercolor t-shirt I would still wear, I think. Although they didn't tend to, to weather particularly well, these t-shirts. I remember after about 10 washes, they just became global mono color they came like a blended color of the two it's a weird concept isn't it like you're basically announcing to everyone where you're the most sweaty but i just again one of my one of my memories of 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 the adolescence stage of my life was that sweat and body odor was just not an issue really well until you hit puberty no oh i guess so yeah yeah i mean like now i will if i don't have like at least two showers a day i'm feeling pretty unclean <laughs> back, unclean. In the, back in the day you used to kind of actively shirk bath duties if you could yeah yeah like yeah. back in the younger days obviously not once you hit puberty you got no option then you just start stinking but yeah did so, they ever make um <laughs> did they ever make global hypercolor trousers <laughs> no because it would just be like a dark patch around your groin area, which makes it look like you pissed yourself all of the time. It would be the worst idea. Yeah, I, I just think conceptually it's, it's a strange one. It's, cool, it's like cool technology, but um, yeah, I don't know if I want people knowing where I'm sweating the most. Mm. But it would be quite interesting to have like some pants or trousers that were global hypercolor, just to see the pattern. Yeah, but if they did socks, they'd just always be like changed color. Because your feet are always hot, well, my feet are always hot. Uh, hat would also be like just the same color. That's why the trousers would be good, because like your extremities, like your your legs, probably not going to give off much heat. Yeah, but obviously, kind of wonder like, surely everyone gets hot in the same places, though, do they not? Like this kind of makes the whole global whatever color thing <laughs> defunct. If it's I wonder, dead. like, I don't think it's there to identify what parts of your body get warm. <laughs> I think it's there to be a cool, cool, random style stroke pattern but uh, yeah i wonder like how kind of accurate it is as well like if on the front of your trousers you just have like maybe with the pandemic that's going on and they want to trace people that have got covid they shouldn't bother with these kind of kind of remote thermometer tests they should make people walk or get onto planes and walk off planes with global hypercolor t-shirts and if they've got covid they'll obviously be more hypercolored up than non-covid passengers global hypercolor it's a good name. Yeah. I don't know why it sounds so good, but it's a good name. I think they just... Uh, what happened? I wonder if we could buy that name now and just re-release it. Hmm. But I, I, do... I don't think there's any clothes that I would want to wear now. That I mean, they'd be too small, obviously, but that I'd want to wear now that I had when I was a kid. Maybe some of the trainers, because like 90s trainers are quite sort of... On 90s the moment, trainers. But... There, was, there's, there was one particular pair... Well, there's, there's probably... A few good trainer stories I have um, around '90s footwear because it was it was a bit of a how do I say the golden age of because '80s was all about kind of like non Nike Airs and '90s was when kind of Nike Airs came up and just raised the bar for everyone. Yeah, that's when the tech started coming in a bit more, didn't it? I remember this this pair of Adidas trainers I had. This is probably mid '90s now, and these were 
I don't think I've ever been happier with a pair of trainers in my life. <laughs> Such was the rage. Obviously, you had you had Nike Airs with the visible bubble towards the later generations. The original ones didn't have any visible air bubble. Yeah. And then you had Reebok Pump, which was just Bad I loss. never I never had a pair of Reebok Pump. They're I, the ones. I they're I the just, ones I'd wear now. I always wanted a pair of Reebok Pump. It was just the most pointless but awesome technology ever. Yeah. But then I had a pair of Adidas, which had this kind of mini hand pump <laughs> which you plugged into the like this valve of the soul and you could inflate it and deinflate it manually really? yeah with a pressure gauge i mean honestly elaborate as hell i was just oh what's the weather like today it looks a bit warm i'm just going to reduce the pressure in my soul a couple of notches just so i can optimize the, the pressure in my soul that sounds fucking that deep sounds deep yeah, i've got some serious soul pressure <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I kind of used it twice and then lost the pump, <laughs> which basically made them just average just trainers. Deflated train- just deflated trainers. Just deflated trainers. I don't think you could blow them up by mouth. You I probably wouldn't like want the, to either, get your mouth too close to a pair of trainers. They had the, um, the torsion bar, didn't they, the Adidas? Adidas torsion, yeah, because feet need to be able to flex and yeah. snap. I don't really get it, though, because it's like a piece of plastic that just yeah, ran down the... Adidas tor- that torsion. What did that do? I'm guessing it just kind of gave you some stability. Like, because does the foot really flex? I guess it flexes a little bit. He says kind of running on the spot. Mm, yeah, torsion. That was a that was a big waste of time. Yeah. I don't uh, understand it either. I had um I think when I was a kid, I would choose shoes or clothes. Not always because I thought that it was like a nice piece of clothing or a cool looking pair of shoes, but maybe because of like an accessory that came with it or uh, like a free gift. So yeah. I had a pair of shoes. <laughs> I've never heard of them before. They were called Simods. Simods. I remember Simod. I don't know why. That's another one of those kind of brands, isn't it? Yeah. Like Hummel. I saw a Hummel. I saw a Hummel. Did they make paint Hummel? Jumper. No. They were sportswear brand because they oh, used they? to be Spurs' kit manufacturer. Ah, right. Okay. They're a sportswear brand. And I saw a, a Hummel jumper for sale in out a Lidl just this week. And it was only 10 euros. So I was like, I must buy that. That's pretty retro cool. Did you get it? No, I might go back and get it after this podcast. So, although I'm not sure because I'm trying to cut down the stuff. But um, yeah. My, uh, my Simod trainers. Well, there were two things about them that really appealed to me. First of all, they were Velcro, uh, which seemed really cool at the time. I don't know why. I, I don't think I ever owned a pair of Velcro trainers. Could you? Were you, were you able to tie your shoelaces? Oh yeah, of course. That's the um, that's the, that's the criticism often oft thrown at people with Velcros when when their children is that they 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 can't tie their shoelaces yet. Yeah, How yeah. do you tie your shoelaces? Right. If someone t- said to me, write down the set of instructions on how to tie your shoelaces. I don't think I'd be able to do it. So just do it by instinct. But you get <laughs> just born with the ability. Yeah. Like yeah. some children grab grab a finger when when you put it. Mike was just born with the ability to tie shoelaces. Yeah, it's just inbuilt into your DNA. Um, but no, do you do do you do you t- do one do you do one bow and then wrap it round and then pull it through? Or some some freaks do two bows. A double bow. I think maybe I'm a double bower. <sighs> I think wow. so. Double bower. Well, shout out to all of the single bow people out there. You are normal. 
unlike mm. these double bow weirdos. But apparently there's another way of tying shoelaces, which is even more effective. Velcro. Sort of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Velcro, or like the Nike Airs from Back to the Future. Yeah. That's even better. But the um, but there is some optimal way. I saw a video on YouTube. I'll try and find it and put it in the comments. Um, My Simo trainers came with a digital watch. That feels like it's the wrong way around. It feels <laughs> like your digital watch should come with a pair of Simo trainers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a good one. But it's just... <laughs> well, it's just it depends it on how just, much you paid for the bundle. <laughs> anything where I had like some... I don't, know, I don't know why. Anything that came with like a free gift... That was it. Straight away, I wanted it. A free gift is always tantalising, no matter whether it was being sent away from on the back of some breakfast cereal or or something something else. Anything which which was likely to end in enhancing your toy or whatever collection was always what received. I didn't go. Yeah, yeah. Definitely quantity over quality. Yeah, quality. For sure. Yeah. I didn't go overboard um, this week with the research. But I was I was intrigued to find out about Simod, um, so I did a little bit of research about them. Where do you reckon Simods were made? Where do you reckon the company is founded? Sound. When I see Simod, I'm thinking Italian. Oh my word! Yeah, they're Italian. Do, do you know what? Why the reason why I thought this is Italian is because the late '80s, early '90s was just full of absolute trashy Italian brands, which. Some existed, some didn't exist. Because one of the things I have here is Giorgio. Do you remember Giorgio jeans? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my pride and joy was this black Giorgio jumper. And it was just black and it just had Giorgio <laughs> written on the front in different colored letters. And for me, this was the literal epitome of class. Whenever I put this jumper on, I instantly assumed that i was going to become infinitely more attractive to the other sex and probably thought that i was i was the most popular guy in the room i was never <laughs> attractive to the opposite sex and i was never the most popular guy in the room so but the good thing is is the giorgio jumper used to give me this give this confidence even if it let me down every single time maybe i shouldn't be playing with the jumper <laughs> but yeah giorgio and Kappa, which is having a Kappa. bit of resurgence. Yeah, Diodora. Yeah, yeah loads of Benetton. these brands now, yeah. These are all kind of Italian. Naf Naf. Sergio Tacchini. Servio, don't even know. Yeah, anything with a Sergio <laughs> on there. Sergio Tacardi. Remember he used to do like the track suits as well and he used to do some <laughs> footballers. God, there were some real trashy Italian brands. Some of them are kind of having a bit of a comeback now, I think. Yeah, like, um, so, so I'm a teacher. And uh, some of the some of the teenagers, like the the six former kids, are all just dressed in the worst clothes now because they're all dressed like nineties. It's all come come yeah, back round. Yeah, this this I've been seeing a lot of lot of younger generations wearing like old ski jackets. Yeah, yeah, yeah ski jackets, shells. Like a lot of um, like oversized sweatshirts, really baggy jeans. Like the whole skinny jeans things is gone now, and it's all it's all gone back to these kind of like oversized baggy clothes. Jeans were, I mean, jeans could not get baggy enough when I was younger. Mm. They like if it showed any shape of my leg at all, then they had failed in their purpose. They were just <laughs> loose hanging. But do you remember, like in the ni- like early nineties, kind of like the Manchester music scene, 
you'd have all like bands like Charlotte and stuff like that and they'd have the baggiest jeans like massive they weren't just flared at the bottom like all the way down they were huge yeah. almost like parachute sort of trousers yeah like MC Hammer style kind of <laughs> jean version of his, his pants but, no, but like I, all, I, not even tapered just like massive all the way down I'm trying to think what, what brands of jeans I would have worn so, so there was definitely Lee jeans yep slightly more budget friendly when I was when I was uh, an early teen I would say um Joe Bloggs jeans. Joe Bloggs. Do you remember those? Yeah, never owned a pair, but um, I remember them. Never owned a pair myself, but they were mega baggy. Mega baggy and mega... Um, they were Madhouse, weren't they? Madhouse. Giorgio. Remember Madhouse? That was the clothing store. Yeah, Madhouse, yeah that's where yeah. I used to get the Joe... I don't think I actually had Joe Bloggs jeans myself, actually, but definitely had, knew some friends that, that loved Joe Bloggs jeans. This is where I got my Giorgio from from Madhouse which always had an 80% discount it's just always on sale but do you remember Spliffy as well Spliffy was that there was there like a little logo with that like a little dude some little little stoner dude yeah he was just to adorn jackets and this is definitely 90s rather than 80s this is this is yeah kind of rave culture early to mid yeah Spliffy um kind of interesting that you'd want to walk around with this kind of stone dude as your as a representation of how you decide to be. Hmm. Do you remember like, um, do you remember picking out your own clothes when you was very young or would it mostly be your parents that are choosing no, for you? Totally zero choice in the matter. And that, that was definitely reflected by some of my earlier photographs. Zero choice in the matter. Um, do you think that's for better or worse though? Like had you chosen your own clothes, do you think that would have been better than what your mum and dad chose for you? It's a very good question. Sometimes you see some kids that are walking around in like fancy dress and that yeah, probably sweet. would have been me if I'd have been able to chose my own. But then you look at them and you're like, why are you wearing fancy dress? And then you think, well, because they, they want to. Yeah. That's cool. But maybe, I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's quite a... Well, I quite think a, like when you're a kid, you're not really self-conscious about your appearance. Are you? So you don't really care like what other kids are wearing. I would buy, say, a pair of Bermuda shorts because they had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on them. Just because I like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, not because I thought they looked good. Yeah, I didn't care if people thought I looked good or not in them. It's no. just it's turtles, so well, I it's think, cool. I think so. For now, I think it's only when really girls started coming into the equation, you really started caring about your appearance. Yeah, I think pre-girls, it was just basically like you say. I had this this Liverpool T-shirt, which just <laughs> the most horrific montage of kind of Liverpool stuff, totally unauthorized, I'm sure. And I loved it. <laughs> what was it like with their faces of the players and stuff? Well, no, it? it was just kind of scarves, uh, scarves and banners and lo- the logo oh, really? and kind of, you know, that kind of early 90s graffiti style. Yeah. Kind of, everything was kind of like that style. But I used to love this T-shirt and, and I definitely didn't wear it because it made me think that I looked good from a fashion perspective. No, it's, it wasn't even a consideration, I don't think, was it? Not even a consideration, no. I think the only time it's a consideration is when you were told it was a consideration, i.e. you had to go to some sort of formal event. Yeah. Should I say get dragged along to some sort of formal event where you had to wear appropriate clothing. Maybe it's the first time that someone takes a piss out of you for what you're wearing and then then suddenly you think, oh, actually, maybe I do need to start thinking about my clothes a little bit more. (laughs) People used to take the piss out of you for the clothes that you wore. (laughs) It probably would have been my brother. I've got an older brother, so he probably would have said... Like Mike, why, why have you got a cartoon cap? Why have you got like a Flintstones t-shirt or something? Because like, I'm 17 and it's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really? Flintstones t-shirt? I think, I've, I think I had one of my 
coolest garments of clothes, or as I thought, was when I was possibly 10, I went to Florida, like for the first time to Orlando. And this was like the Simpsons had hit the hit America and they oh, weren't right, yeah, yeah. And I came back with a Simpsons t-shirt and was like, who is this? And I'm like, you'll, you'll soon find out <laughs> as if I had the inside scoop. I came back with my Simpsons t-shirt. Was it like just, all the Simpsons? Or no, just, just eat my shorts bar yeah, yeah. and wearing a pair of Nike air kind of sort of low top style Nike airs with non-visible air bubble. And I don't think I'd ever felt more dandy in my life wearing <laughs> that combination. <laughs> it was, I remember rocking up at the, like in primary school, I'd been last year with my Nike Airs and my Bart Simpson yeah. seizure, thinking, you wait, you wait till the guys get a load of this. Is there any kind of like luminous colours in there? That seemed to be quite big at the time. Oh my goodness, my swimming shorts were like this horrific, luminous coral <laughs> colour. I do, I do remember this. And then speaking of luminous colours, do you remember like Stylist? Stylist Howard Center. What was that? The hairdresser. Hair no, it was like this premium clothes. Oh, was it? Yeah. Well, premium being, being. I do remember the name. Yeah. for the time, but yeah, I remember one of my. This is a little bit later now, but yeah, one of the first purchases I made after getting any semblance of a job was a an Yves Saint Laurent Oof. shirt, but it was fluorescent yellow. Oh it cost yes, seventy pounds, which. That's a lot of money back oh then. Oh my god, it was a four weeks paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> it was a luminous yellow shirt. <laughs> it was, it was so horrific. I mean, like, and probably because what would you pair this with? And I'd have probably brought it at least three sizes too big as well. So it would have just just looked like this kind of confused early teen guy, like awkward as fuck, wearing this literally horrific fluorescent yellow. But it was Yves Saint Laurent shirt. I mean, what an absolute tool i feel like many times i've made a mistake of buying something just because it's got a brand on it and then realizing later that actually this thing looks disgusting but just because it's like yves saint laurent or it's like oh, i don't know whatever the brand was just so that i could wear it on um on non-uniform day and show off my branded my branded shirt <laughs> non-uniform day i i i was remembering non-uniform day because like when when you talk clothing as a kid i mean a big part of that clothing is school uniform yeah and like our primary school we used to have like this blue and white combination of of um of colors and definitely throw in some some homegrown <laughs> homegrown some homemade um would you like grow hemp and then like uh... yeah mum's plantation uh, some homegrown Get our loom some homegrown stroke homemade cardigans that my mum used to make my mum used to be a bit of a whiz with the old uh, sewing machine and oh, yeah. the old knitting so she used to make me cardigans which at the time on a scale of 1 to 10 10 being mega grateful 0 being disgusted at this gift it was closer to 0 and I feel what a what a self-entitled little prick I was I mean, mean my mum had spent all this time making this like probably far higher quality garment of clothes than you could buy in any shop and i'm just like i don't want this you mean you didn't you didn't feel uh proud of walking into school on uniform day wearing your mother's homemade <laughs> no, 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 no. cardigan <laughs> <laughs> it 
it was never worn on on screen or this was at school uniform primary school style right that right, was yeah, that yeah. was that was that was as far as i would have got but yeah i mean why shouldn't i have been happy working to like for, see there's still a stigma which you've got attached in yeah. your mind of this being a bad mocking thing. you still and me too but why like surely this would be the best clothes like like the fact that somebody's spending probably tailor-made tens or hundreds of hours crafting you a garment to yours their, spe- their specific color mm. and specification including buttons to be ridiculed when they're probably wearing some shit which is made from some sweatshop in in in, in india or bangladesh or somewhere but you're the idiot for wearing the the homemade <laughs> the homemade cardi i just the world is a fucked up place but yeah i'm so yeah school uniforms used to be i think like school uniforms played such a significant part because that was the clothes you wore for probably 75 percent of your childhood yeah though i'm sure there were days pre-puberty obviously that i would get i would wake up obviously school uniform to get dressed day in school come back pay play football for two or three hours in the garden have dinner, go to bed, and then take off like my school uniform. Like <laughs> they'd <laughs> probably wear the same disgusting. one. <laughs> well, yeah. Now this is absolutely disgusting. But at the time, I'd probably go maybe two days or three days. Not even necessarily have a bath. Oh. I think I did have a bath every day. Actually, that's a lie. But I did have a bath every day unless I was unable to do so. Um, non-uniform days for me was like it was a massive. I think uh, that and sports day. They were the two biggest events on my calendar at school. The highlights of their Lord's social calendar. It really was, right? So I was thinking back on non-uniform days and thinking like, like how massive it was for me. And I, <laughs> really? I, used to, I, never, I never felt this level of really? pressure from me. Oh, I'm huge, yeah. I used to lay out my clothes the, the evening before of what I was going to wear. I'd put them out onto my, onto my bedroom floor. So I'd get like whatever jeans I was going to wear, lay them out on the floor. Then I'd get like, oh, I don't know, like the t-shirt. Then I'd put the jumper over the top of that t-shirt, put my shoes at the bottom of it and kind of like check it out. Yeah, yeah, that looks pretty sweet. And it basically looked like I'd like put on all my favourite clothes, laid down on the floor and then disappeared and left my clothes behind. <laughs> So, so what did non-uniform day mean to you, Mike? This sounds like it was... It's a, a chance to show off, isn't it? Like, look how cool uh, my clothes are. I, like, honestly, all of his effort, I believe, was totally wasted because if you had said, like, name three things that's memorable about Mike, not, nowhere near the top 100 would be, yeah, he used to look good on you. <laughs> non-uniform day. <laughs> I put literally zero effort into non-uniform day. And I mean, of course, you do want to kind of flex as much as you can, but I had literally nothing apart from my Giorgio <laughs> jumper to flex. So I think it was just a case of, yes, I don't know, I have to wear school shoes. I just have to, I can wear trainers. Oh, really. No, I'd, I would be telling people about it days before, <laughs> about what my choices were going to be. <laughs> I can imagine just like chewing the ear of whoever comes from. Yeah. So what are you wearing for your non-uniform day? Have you got your outfit sorted out yet? Mine's laid out on my bedroom floor. <laughs> and then I remember one year, um, my dad had promised me some, some French connection jumper that he'd got off some dodgy geezer down the pub. <laughs> he used to hang around with a few uh, kind of travellers. And... Uh, <laughs> It's obviously fallen off the back of a lorry. Was it legit though? Or was it? Uh, no, it was. People? I think it was legit anyway. Yeah, but like he said, oh, so Mike, um, this guy down the pub, he's, uh, he says he's got some French connection jumpers. Do you know them? I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I've heard them. They FC sound well. UK. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I was telling everyone at school, oh, I've got, <laughs> I've got, I've got, 
I've got a French Connection jumper. I'm going to wear it. I'll show you. But I still hadn't seen this French Connection jumper. And when my dad, when my dad bought it a couple of days before before my uniform day, I pulled it out and it was like some weird, like patchwork, <laughs> patchwork jumper. And it was obviously designed for like middle-aged women. It was disgusting. <laughs> But I built it up so massively. That, and the thing is, in my head, I wasn't really sure what good clothes were meant to be. So I thought, right, I'm going to wear this anyway. I love the way you said so massively as well. You probably muttered in the ear of three totally do not give a fuck people yeah. about what you're going to be wearing. I was like, that's interesting, Mike. Good luck with your French connection. And it's you seeing home. It's like, oh my God, I've told everybody I've got to wear this French connection now for everyone. I was thinking, the rest is... of the world can't even remember this conversation taking place. I was like walking to school thinking, is this a cool jumper? <laughs> it doesn't seem like a cool jumper, but it is French Connection. How was it? How did it display its credentials of French Connection? I don't think anywhere apart from the inside label as well. <laughs> it didn't have it emblazoned on the front. It was so just like the, people the label. Probably thought you stole in your mum's jumper and tried to pass it off as a credible brand. <laughs> it looked more like a homemade jumper than maybe one of your mum's cardigans, probably. Probably. My mum's cardigans were pretty straight down the line. Just cut standard blue, like sometimes grey, sometimes some kind of leather stole buttons. I think when, when in doubt, just go simple, go for the plain stuff. I think that's what I've learned in my later years. I've definitely Don't learned. show off. I've definitely learned in my later years, yeah. Don't, you do not need... A fluorescent yellow Yves Saint Laurent baggy sweatshirt or sweatshirt shirt or a apparently French connection <laughs> patchwork jumper to look good. If you got if you got any other like there's what? one thing you take away from this podcast. <laughs> there you go. Learn from our mistakes. What um what would you say is the most embarrassing either outfit or just single item of clothing, like looking back on it? I don't really have, I don't really have anything that sort of stands out as being like mega, mega embarrassing. I do remember like having some pretty strong and powerful evidence against my brother who had a photograph taken of him with like a kind of Jufro, a ginger Jufro and freckly as, 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 as you're, as you're likely to find in a five, five or six year old, like proper freckly wearing a red and white I still remember this photo it's burnt into my memory this so Jufro freckly pale as anything wearing this red and white kind of checked shirt with a red bow tie <laughs> with some jean shorts which honestly jean shorts with some shorts <laughs> with some shorts which barely like what? which which i think like the 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 i don't even know how to describe them they did they barely they look like kind of more like hot pants i would imagine like daisy jukes <laughs> daisy jukes yeah and then it gets better it gets better some white socks pulled up to just below the knee oh, with no. some black sandals on and he looks so happy in this photograph how is old it? is he like five or six <laughs> he looked like the proudest man ever i'm sure this photo still exists if, if he hasn't destroyed it and it's probably oh, in my dad's house i, but I used this. to i used to bring this photograph now every time he's having friends over and he used to cause a a wee bit of animosity <laughs> i think it's a, the same way to say that but yeah no i don't but i don't remember having many i mean some of my tracksuits were probably pretty shocking because it was a stage definitely when everyone was chasing that chasing that tracksuit. The shell suits. Shell suits. Yeah. 
and I just desperately wanted I just desperately wanted a shell soup but they were like so expensive I think like 80 or 90 yeah they were really expensive weren't really they really expensive and then I remember watching this episode of Casualty where this woman is like selling shell suits and she's wearing a shell suit and she gets burnt and then they go into graphic detail because Casualty used to be a little bit graphic didn't it yeah it used to go in graphic detail how this basically shell suit was just burning and because of the material, it just kept, it's impossible for them to take off. And it just kind of like kept burning her. And then after seeing this, they didn't want to show something anymore. <laughs> it really traumatized me. But I did want to show soup before that. And I think one of the kids, one of the kids in my primary school got one and he rocked up in it. And I think it was a Diodora one, or maybe it was even a Nike one. And... I mean, it's probably the most magnificent thing I'd ever seen. I mean, it was, I was so jealous. I was so jealous of this shell suit and I just knew it was never going to be feasible. I think like the whole like um, shell suit thing kicked in at a really bad time for me because the first time I can remember me having like really bad BO sitting around my, my, my family's dinner table on a Sunday sitting next to my nan, smelling, I was thinking, what the fuck is that? And smelt my armpits. And I was wearing like a, like a, I think it's the green... Liverpool away kit, the candy one. It's like places made sweat, out of plastic. They were sweat machines. Yeah, and then like a polyester shell suit. It's just like boiling <laughs> in this thing. Boiling the bag, yeah. Mike. Just absolutely humming. Disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you don't really, like, you're not, like, the other day, for some reason, I forgot to wear deodorant the other day for, like, some bizarre reason. And then it's like, they smell something. God, something really smells around here. And it was me. <laughs> and it just... Like, goodness knows how bad it must have been for other people if it smells to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Your nan probably <laughs> took it to an early grave. Put her right up her sprouts. Sitting there, stinking, <laughs> stinking, sweaty Michael. This kind of, oh, disgusting. Someone should have just said this something around Miasma. <laughs> this miasma just permeating just thick. across the table, literally. <laughs> Having to use a knife to get to the to the plate just because the the miasma Mike's miasma was just so fetid. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Yeah, not a breathable fabric. Not a breathable fabric. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember school uniforms playing because it was as blue and white was a school uniform for my primary school, and then our secondary school. Shout out to Monk's Walk. Yes. Had the, quality red and grey which was a great colour oh, yeah. combination for pri- for the yeah red and grey for the first three years what was that called the first three years of secondary school I don't know it's called Key Stage 3 now but I don't know what, I don't know what it's called back Stage then three, so it definitely had a cooler name than that yeah it was like junior maybe or senior maybe I don't know and then in mm. then when we got to the second half like years four and five we went back into blue and white yeah and you used to be able to have like a you always have to be a polo shirt, didn't it? Yeah, polo shirts, monks wore. Or a, or a or a shirt, but nobody wore a shirt because a polo shirt was much cooler. In in secondary school, did we change to when we changed to the blue uniform? But was it a grey shirt? No, it's blue and white. I'm sure I had. I don't know why. Maybe like it's when my brother was at school, he had a grey shirt and it got passed down to me, right? But I remember, again, for a teenager, grey is the worst colour because it shows up sweat so badly, doesn't it? And then, I remember we had, we had um, sex education. Do you remember that? It was in like the, like the theatre. A little auditorium. Yeah. And like all the Mr. sports M- teachers. Mr. McLeish. Yeah. And they were coming up with like different names for that, masturbating. And it's just... Spanking the monkey. Yeah. 
McLeish, uh, he came in, he chirped in with um, bashing the bishop. I think that's the first bashing time. Bashing the bishop and spanking the monkey. I'm sure they both came out of that exact <sighs> same environment. But it's the time when, like, possibly. I guess, like, hormones were raging. I didn't have control over, like, my, my <laughs> bodily secretions. You like a fountain. <laughs> I was sitting there. I was finding it all, like, really, really <laughs> embarrassing. And I was thinking of all the days to be wearing this grey shirt. I just remember walking out of there and it's just like sopping wet. You're great shot. Were you wearing, were you wearing your Daisy Dukes as well? My <laughs> <laughs> well, global hypercolour pants. <laughs> global hypercolour pants. Pitching a, pitching a, pitching a little tent. <laughs> oh, it's awful. And you know, like the more embarrassed you get, the more you're worrying about sweating, the more you sweat. Like, I just feel like dripping down me and the, Oh, I was never quite that sweaty. It's making me sweat early. think about it. <laughs> Not that early. I was never, never quite that sweaty. I, I was. Um, yeah, we definitely were. Maybe, maybe we were. You were talking. Like, probably had sex education like age thirteen, which would have been just on the on the last year of the yeah middle school. Yeah, I think I developed quite quickly. I think I was like full bush by the time I was thirteen. <laughs> Full so I don't think I was that fast. I don't think I was that fast. I think like I don't remember really. Maybe like fourteen or fifteen. Really, yeah. No, maybe not fifteen. Maybe yeah, maybe fourteen, I think fourteen. Just some people don't stop puberty until like they're eighteen. Yeah. And some go for it when they're eight. God well they remember like some of the kids at school, I remember the first day turning up in secondary school and there was there was one guy there. And he was just like guy was well like about six foot three had facial hair and i'm just like yeah. what is this place that we've got into this this new world yeah, with yeah. people that are apparently my age who's just huge hairy beasts <laughs> <laughs> and then i was never been tall so it was quite intimidating for me going from this kind of nice controlled school of like 20 25 people in a classroom to this year where we had like 200 people in a year at school yeah and all sorts of weird and wonderful people. I would use the word freaks, but <laughs> definitely didn't fit into the profile of people I, I had in my circle of of peoples. No, suddenly like um, getting undressed in the changing rooms and popping out your, your hairless shiny nugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, it was a bit of a strange time because everything was just proper communal those days, wasn't it? There was, you just like, remember those school changing rooms with like concrete floors just a constant miasma <laughs> constant miasma of like showers and damp yeah and then disgusting. having to basically strip off and <laughs> kind of be judged <laughs> be judged on your stage on the pubic scale oh god i proudly unleashed the bush i think i trapped, <laughs> I think I trapped those memories <laughs> deep down into my subconsciousness yeah I don't think anyone ever kind of, everyone ever kind of called you out on it, or no one ever called me out on it. Hey, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> but I called myself out on it all the time, and for that reason, it was um, it was a little bit traumatic. Maybe we'll um, <laughs> maybe we'll come we'll revisit the uh, the topic of puberty at some point. Maybe yeah, I think one. that's quite an interesting. It's quite an interesting conversation. Um, I'm not sure I, how much of it I want to share, but no, no, we'll see, we'll see. I've got, I've probably got two more really embarrassing outfits uh, left on my list. Pray tell, pray tell. So, well, just, just, I'm just, just going back to the subject of, of no school, no, 
no non-uniform day. Normally used to be for comic relief. Used to be. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's which possibly maybe is why comic relief has this kind of mythical status in my mind of being like almost a, a sacred day. Red nose day. Red nose day, and then there was children in need, which was like the shit version of it. But comic relief meant non-uniform day, which just meant, and then a real variety show in the evening, which used to go until what would seem as being ridiculously late, which yeah. was just always a novelty. Might even get like a special Blackadder episode. Or a Only Fools and Horses episode yeah. or something like that. They always used to pull out the stops or have like EastEnders characters doing weird and wonderful things, but um, which is weird because it was ITV, wasn't it? Or was it BBC? BBC. BBC, wasn't it? Children in Need was ITV. Yeah. The shit version. And, but no school uniform day, which was the, best because it was always on a friday yeah i reckon always so, yeah. on a friday yeah. and there was always at least one kid that would forget yes <laughs> and this this probably these this this poor child who'd forgotten probably still has the scars from forgetting nothing nothing is probably more embarrassing was more embarrassing as a kid having hairless nugs was nothing compared to being that kid that turned up. The humiliation. <laughs> humiliation of turning up on non-school school uniform day in school uniform. I think there'd be two things I'd have nightmares about when I was a kid. One would be, <laughs> one would be swimming lessons without any trunks. And the, and the other one would be turning up to non-uniform day in my school uniform. S- swimming lessons without any trunks. Yeah, I had a recurring nightmare when I was a kid. <laughs> Sure. Where I was forced to do swimming swimming lessons, but I didn't have a trunk, so I'd be like naked I'm in front sure of I'm sure I've had some sort of weird memories about swimming lessons and, and forgetting my kit. This yeah. is, this it never is happened, weird. obviously, but yeah, it's a real fear for me. Well, imagine if it did happen. Imagine if the teacher did actually. Like, he still went swimming. Some pedo teacher. No, you've got your you've got your shorts. You've got to go skins today. Oh, it's horrible. It's a horrible thought because it probably happened. You know, there's probably a lot of oh, pedo, sure at some point, pedo teachers. Has. Yeah, as a teacher yourself, <laughs> <laughs> my art lessons. Have I insist ex- they still experience, do art lessons. You experience this behaviour with other teachers. I have not. No, no. None of the other teachers have referred to them as the sexy children. <laughs> None of the other teachers have. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Um, good to know that there's. Uh, but yeah, I've had the same sort. But anyway, school uniforms on non-uniform day were a source of constant amusement yeah. thankfully i never forgot but i they, i think i've even witnessed somebody at the early stage of realization because i used to have to catch the bus into school so you'd get down to the bus stop and there'd be like a, the hub of oh, people no. catching, and then you'd just like you'd just see some kid rocking up to the bus stop just seeing everyone else in non-uniform walking sheepishly towards you be like oh Fuck! I knew there was something I needed to remember today, but I guess maybe they had chance to get changed. I don't think they would have done. And then you'd get the other ones at the front of school, kind of getting dropped off by their parents, which I never was. I always was a bus wanker, getting dropped off by their parents, just opening the door, expectantly leaping out because it's a Friday in school uniform, and just looking around and thinking, "Oh fuck my life! I've forgotten it's non-uniform day." This is going to literally haunt me for the rest of my life. And I'm sure there's counsellors every single day are hearing from people saying, yeah, well, there's this one time I just turned up in my uniform. Oh, yeah. And it was non-uniform day. And the kids just were brutal. Absolutely brutal. And Those people never became point, anything when they grew up. I just can't. No, exactly. They probably just self-harmed. Probably yeah. just self-harmed a lot. But yeah, so what are your other stories? So yeah, uh, CNA. I think it was probably the first time my mum 
decided to unleash me and let me buy my own clothes. And um, for some reason, I was really drawn to this fetching pair of purple jeans. Now, purple jeans weren't on trend at the time. They weren't, they weren't something that people were wearing. Where were they on trend ever? No, I don't know. I don't purple know. Purple so, jeans. I'm sure we had a drama teacher that used to wear purple. Hargreaves. Hargreaves. He was the only person that wore purple jeans. Occasionally you get fat. Yeah, but that guy, at least he went for it because whatever the colour of his trousers were, he would also match to the colour of his jumper he and his shoes as well. He was a drama teacher. Though, what a legend. Flamboyant. <clears throat> now, yeah, so I've got these purple jeans, but I was, I was kind of, some mum said, okay, well, pick yourself out something to go with these then. So I was looking around thinking, right, okay, wait, what goes with purple jeans? Purple, well, nothing rhymes with purple and nothing goes with purple no. jeans. Well, I'll tell you what definitely doesn't go with purple jeans. Go on. The, the top that I decided to pick out. So it was a hooded, long-sleeved T-shirt. So it wasn't like a hoodie. It wasn't like, you know, like a nice <laughs> long-sleeved T-shirt. So again, these are just garments of clothes, which I definitely owned many of, but I just... With a hood as well, Just though. totally unfunctional. Okay, so it was like uh, also purple... And mustard yellow in like a kind of uh, harlequin, <laughs> harlequin fashion. So it's like quarters at the front. So it'd have like the, the mustard yellow, purple, purple, mustard yellow formation on the front to go with my purple jeans. Well, at least the purple, purple <clears throat> go. Yeah. Probably didn't go with my white Velcro Simods. <laughs> Simods. Simod. Yeah, I didn't, definitely didn't own it. And I think they had like a two for one on, on tops that day. It's quite vivid in my memory, actually. They had a two for one on top, so my mum said, "Oh, well, look, it's two for one. You might as well get yourself another top." So I picked, <laughs> I picked out this top. Which which store? This is CNA. I think it was in like the I don't know the bargain bin bit, and it was like uh, <laughs> CNA where? Which which CNA branch? Would I think you it was Stevenage. Stevenage on the corner. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember that very yeah. very well. I wonder if it's one that was there now. So yeah, the other the other top that caught my eye was like, <laughs> I, think, I think the material was kind of like velour. And it was like, um, you know, like a magic eye poster. <laughs> that was yeah, like the, I remember magic it, that eyes. was that kind of pattern. I always on thought the magic eyes were a scam because I could never see them. Oh yeah, I can see magic eye. I thought it yeah. was. I think you've drunk the Kool Aid. No, I don't think there is such a thing I as magic eye. It's like one of those. It's like Instantly. modern art. People are like, yeah, I really understand it. I just cut through the bullshit. Magic <clears> eye is a fag. It's a figment of your imagination. Talking to the wrong person really, <laughs> as an art teacher. Who can see Magic Eye pictures? Yeah. Well, I right. think Magic Eye is bullshit. That, that was one of them. So that, the purple ensemble, that was one. And then... Ensemble, that's a strong word. <laughs> then the, the other one. <laughs> this, so this is a little bit later on. This is at secondary school and there was a water sports trip. I don't know if you went on it. It was a water sports trip to Barcelona in year 10. No. So what was that fourth year when we were at school? wasn't it <clears throat> again a big deal when you think about this so you think in my mind as well like i don't know why i missed this trip this year i i i remember hearing about this trip a lot and i don't know why i was not yeah there's aspects of the trip that we won't go into today that were quite exciting but you have to think in my head so non-uniform day is a big deal just give us a teaser as to what these aspects were relating to lady <laughs> yeah oh goodness well we will leave it definitely there explore this in another episode yeah, so for me this is like four or five days of non-uniform day basically so this is a lot of pressure as well for teenage mike so there's like a whole four or five days worth of clothes being laid <laughs> out on my bedroom floor 
Must have been like a, I don't know, a fashion show at your house. We were just playing Vogue and strutting up to the really field, doing, giving a bit of blue steel, doing a half pivot yeah. and strutting back away and thinking, well, that'll do for the Tuesday. You My know? brother just looking at me like in despair, just shaking his head, like, what are you doing? Like, um... So my mum actually took me on a special shopping trip to go and buy some clothes before the before this school trip. Would you have gone to Stevenage or Wedding Garden? <clears throat> no, this is Wedding Garden City at this point. Yeah, yeah. I've moved on from CNA. I went to Next. Yes, I mean, that's that's that is that is about the pinnacle of of quality mm. when it comes to um when it comes to teenage clothing. So the outfit that I'd chosen one special outfit for the final I thought, and the final evening is probably going to be some kind of disco going on. So I'm going to save this this outfit for the last evening. Um, my mum helped me pick this out. Um, so I had some, some just like black trousers, like you know, it's fine, kind of um, normal. Yeah, just normal. Yeah, but then to go with that, I decided to wear a white t-shirt. So again, you know, it's quite nice, plain, classy. But over the top of the t-shirt, um, my mum decided it'd be a good idea that I, I bought this waistcoat. A waistcoat. <laughs> oh, Jesus! Leather one. No, no, it's just like a satin on the back, but it is the front that was the problem. So it's kind of like, almost like an African textile inspired front to it. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> so I decided to wear this on the, on the last evening of the, uh, of the school trip and all the teachers would sit so, outside. So sorry, com- complete the outfit. So you're wearing a waistcoat with? Uh, waistcoat, white t-shirt, black trousers. I'm guessing it wasn't trainers. I think it was probably some dress shoes to go with this. Oh, and to top it off as well, though, I had like one of those those hats. What was the, the hat with the brim around it? A bit like the sort of raver hat. The fork pie. The fork pie style hat. Oh, my God. So I was, I was well happy at this. I was thinking, right, last evening, there's a girl I liked. So I was going <laughs> to try and make though. a bit of progress with it. Then, so, and we were all staying in tents, so... We had our tents around in a circle and then the teachers had their own kind of bigger tent and they would all sit outside the, the tents around this big table, like drinking and eating and stuff, like getting hammered basically. Um, and this is the final night as well. So I think they were really going for it. And as I walked out of my tent, all the teachers were like wolf whistling and going, oh, <laughs> it got me to like walk up and down. And I bet they're just absolutely ripping out of me. As soon as I left there, I was thinking, what is, they're probably going, what is he wearing? Like, what does he look like? But did you receive this well or receive this as a compliment? Or oh, a yeah, I received it totally as a compliment. I, was full of, <laughs> I mean, I was so full of myself back <laughs> you then You heard as well. the first word, wolf whistle, you gave a little look, and a little nonsense and just thought in your head, nailed it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went from being absolutely self-conscious to being, it. just thinking, I the absolute nuts you for quite a glided few you glided to the disco yeah yeah um i've actually got a photo of it somewhere still i think oh, I, i've got someone to take out. a picture of me outside my tent wearing my um you've got to dig this out yeah my african textile waistcoat and how did the outfit perform uh i mean not too well <laughs> not too well that leaves a lot open for interpretation yeah yeah but um, again, maybe for another podcast, I think that. Okay, yeah, I look, I look forward to this. I look forward to this one. I think that was it, really, for like embarrassing. But I mean, I, I, there, there was probably loads of others. Because you had really one more. Fun. You said you had three. Did I? I thought I said. Oh, well, I mean, look at my notes. If I go through them, dungarees were a thing for a while. So dungarees. <laughs> I don't think I did. I have any dungarees. I don't think I did. But I mean, out of all the outfits that I had, I think those. I can imagine one of the six formers in 
the school I teach in now wearing like dungarees and yeah. like an oversized jumper. I think that, that looks all right at the time, but I don't think it was very cool. But no, dungarees are definitely not cool. And corduroys were not cool. No. no. He's definitely had a pair or two of corduroys, which for like parents wanting you to dress them up, like they felt that they should be dressed up at that particular moment in time. But they were like certain... Some, what's the point of that fabric? What's the point of corduroys? It's comfortable, isn't it? Plush. Plush. <laughs> I mean, Feels yeah. nice to the touch. Yeah, but 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 when as a child you want something that feels nice to the touch. I did you not find you went through stages of wearing either tracksuit bottoms or jeans? Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd spend weeks in tracksuit bottoms and then put on jeans and be like, God, they're so cardboardy and they've just. Well, back then you mean, or now? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I think I'd probably mostly wear for a certain period. It'd probably be mostly tracksuits, shell suits. Jeans would be a special occasion, I think. Non-uniform day. Yeah, jeans definitely non-uniform day, or or the shell suit if you were lucky enough. If how about how about this to, to to finish things off? Certain brands that were complete no go. Like as a as a kid, Nicks. you would not. Was that Nicks? Nicks. Nicks for trainers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. High tech. My first pair of trainers were high tech. They, <laughs> they were okay. They were okay in my in my eyes. In my oh, eyes, they, no. had, they had brand equity in my eyes. Dunlop Green Flash. Dunlop Green Flash were absolute no goes. In fact, now, any of those styles of trainers were no goes. Yeah. And so, like the equivalent of like Sam Smith would have been no goes. But actually, now they're mega cool. Oh yeah, yeah. If you rock a pair of like high techs or Green Flash now, it'd be well right. But yeah, no. Back then, that would be awful. I remember a kid's. I won't name him. A kid walking in on non-uniform day and wearing high techs, and everyone just like sniggering him behind his back. Poor kid. Well, Nick's Nick's for me was that brand. My brother got a pair of Nick's once and. They think they cost like nine pounds, and they they performed like a pair of nine pound trainers that <laughs> fell apart in like two weeks. You know, you now why was it? Why was it? Shoes used to so frequently come away from their sole when you were yeah, a child. <laughs> what was that's wrong? True. With, that's so was, true. What was wrong with shoes those days? You, like many times, I can think about having a pair of shoes. Oh fuck, the soles come off again. So yeah, you have this like flappy mouth at the front How did that of the happen? shoe. I can't think that's ever happened to me in my adult life. No. As a child, it probably happened at least a couple of times a year. Yeah, what were they glued with back then? Well, they just shit build quality. But this was no matter the brand. Oh, I definitely put, remember that happening. So Sometimes it'd flap out from the back as well. And it'd like so, flip forward as you're yeah, walking. Exactly. And used to, I don't know, it used to be quite the novelty for about 30 seconds before you realised it was annoying as yeah. fuck. But then uh, quite often I wouldn't get any pair of shoes. I'd just get them glued. <laughs> yeah, totally. Nope, these will still do. Yeah. Off to the, off to the Mr. Minute or whatever <laughs> it was called. Oh, the, um, the cobbler. The cobbler. Yeah. Mr. Minute used to be this jaunty looking guy. I think he's still around, actually. In fact, there's actually one in the El Cor Inglés. Yeah. Just here, yeah, in, in, in Barcelona, yeah. Um, still doing well. But yeah, I used to go and get my, my shoes repaired there. Okay. Well, I mean, if you've not got any other things, we're probably going to wrap it up there. Um, it was good, but I, I was kind of squirming through some of that and actually getting a little bit sweaty, just kind of remembering some of the outfits and some of the... It's more like the emotion attached to the outfits that I'd be feeling on a particular day such as non-uniform day i think you definitely put more effort and thought into your clothes than i did as a child for me they were more functional um and i don't really have any strong memories either way apart from the peer pressure of non-uniform day and the strength of some of the brands or the weakness of some of the brands i.e nicks but 
it's definitely not such a critical part of my of my childhood but still interesting to reflect that's good that's a, that's a much healthier kind of uh, attitude i think than mine it's just filled with anxiety and angst sounds to me like there was a lot of uh, a lot of demons <laughs> yeah when it comes to these things yeah okay right well uh, i guess that just leaves us to thank our sponsors then so once again this week we're thanking player clothing the producers of the finest quality retro video game inspired t-shirts uh, you can head over to playerclothing.com, go and check those out. And then also we've got Retro Shell, the ultimate protection for your video games. Um, I mean, where can they check out? They can check it out at retroshell.com. Retroshell.com. Excellent. And then what if, uh, if anyone wants to contact us with suggestions for future episodes, features, um, we've got a Twitter handle, which is? Hi Nostalgiatron. Okay. And then also a website now that is kind of about to launch right yep nostalgiatron.com sweet okay right until next time i'm mike i'm owen